Welcome to Automotive Insiders, the podcast series presented by OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. You'll hear from automotive industry experts on the critical issues that are impacting the mobility landscape. Get actionable insights on how to thrive in Automotive 2.0. Now, here's your Automotive Insiders host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association, Automotive Insiders. I'm producer and host Bonnie D. Graham. We have a very special guest today. I'm here with Brianne Ray. She is a business relations strategist at a company called Lifecycle. Let me spell that for all of you. Capital L. YFE, capital C, still the same word, C-Y-C-L-E, life cycle. And she's going to talk to us about something very interesting called E-H-S-N-S. But first up, Brianne, welcome to OESA Automotive Insider. So happy to, I'm looking at you, we're on video here. And Brianne, would you please do us the honor of introducing yourself a little bit about your background and what is life cycle? Brianne, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so uh, Lifecycle is a compliance management tool that is geared toward manufacturers, and um, I have the task of determining what alliances, strategies, um, relationship-building avenues are best suited for this particular tool that is making great headway, um, in, and in a modern way, I should say, within uh, manufacturing. So uh, it, it's a wild ride, but kind of fun. Um, most wild rides are. So that kind of encompasses a lot of what I do day to day. I could see you on a wild ride on an interesting car in a movie, Brianne, from what you just said. Oh, really? Okay, I'll take it. Automotive. So my question to you, let's do a little bit more about who you are. I I have to ask you, do you remember your first car? Was it something special? Anything, any stories you want to share with us Um, so we get to know you? It was a 93 Grand Prix. It was a four-door. It was teal. I can remember begging my dad for a Sebring convertible. Um, the Grand Prix was, <laughs> was what I got. Um, it was, it, the big deal was that it was owned by one person. Back in the day, that was the big thing is how many owners did a vehicle have? So that, that was what I was handed. I liked it. The seats were comfortable and it served its purpose. <laughs> Served its prayer. That sounds yeah. very, very. I, I didn't know they made teal cars in that time. Yeah, it wouldn't have been my pick, but they did. <laughs> wow, I bet that was a showstopper driving yeah. down the yeah. road. It was fast, though. I, I will say it. It had an extended V6, and that was kind of the cool part about it. You know, in high school, I was like, well, it goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very pretty color, whether you picked it yeah. or not. Right. Thank you very much. How did you get involved in the automotive industry? Is this something you? said, I want to work in automotive, or was it joining Lifecycle? Tell us a little bit about your involvement in the industry, Brianne. Yeah, good question. So, I, you know, I think anything in life is somewhat evolutionary. Um, I actually have a little bit of a cybersecurity background before moving to Lux and Lifecycle, um, which is the parent company, by the way, uh, Lux Interactive. Um, but as far as kind of that evolutionary stage, I used to support um, Volkswagen and Delphi back in the day um, in the cyber capacity and, and in moving toward life cycle three years ago, um, kind of kept some of those relationships in my back pocket. Um, it's certainly morphed into not just manufacturing, but specifically our tier one, tier two automotive suppliers here in the area. So um, it all sort of goes hand in hand. It's not necessarily what you do. It's the clientele that you're used to working with, I think. 
Thank you very much. That's so true. Tell me something. We're talking about a very important topic. I have a lot of letters here, E-H-S ampersand S, rather than me reading out what it means. Let's unpack this alphabet soup. Brienne, talk to me. What are we talking about today? Yeah, so um, quite frankly, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's environment, health, safety, and sustainability. Um, you can see why that abbreviation is what it is, because it's a mouthful. Um, but really, the idea of EHSNS is nothing new. Um, it's it's a compliancy that is designed to keep organizations safe and not cause harm to the world. And with that sort of philosophy, it's broken down into those three to four categories. The sustainability piece is a little bit ambiguous because really the word sustainability is about doing what you should do day to day um, and making sure that it's happening consistently. Uh, the compartments of environment, health, and safety all sort of have their subcategories within that compliancy, which is, which is what we help folks understand and how to manage better. Very interesting. Workplace hazards. Now, we've, we're coming out of, we hope, coming out of, Brienne, a year plus of pandemic, of people moving out of on-site workplaces, right? A lot of jobs that could go digital remote, tried to go digital remote. And I know from speaking with people at OESA, uh, Julie Freem, the CEO, last year we, we had a conversation here on Automotive Insiders, and she told me the automotive industry in the U.S. was shut down for 47 days. Not one car came off of those assembly lines. Oh, my goodness. So in terms of workplace hazards, could you just get a little bit into what are we talking about that that the all the letters you put together for yeah. EHS? What kinds of hazards are we talking about here? That's a really good question, mainly because the span is so large. Um, Mm -hmm. We're we're talking about someone who is on the assembly line at three in the morning that um, injures his hand on a press all the way to, um, you know, temperature checks during COVID to make sure employees are safe. Um, The idea is that incidents happen um, in all kinds, variation forms. The whole goal is not just to record incidents anymore and check the box and store it away in some digital file on someone's laptop. It's creating a reason to find the root cause of why these things happen, right? So again, it could be someone passing out in a leadership meeting for whatever reason to someone, um, you know, breaking their foot in the parking lot. Um, so as narrow as it may sound, it's actually, quite frankly, an organizational investment in keeping every component of an organization safe, healthy, and environmentally impactful. Thank you very much. Now, let's go into, let's bring it up to date. It sounds like there have been at least bits and pieces of this around for a long time. Let's talk about modernization. And I'm looking at the statements you sent me before the show here, Brienne. You say, unfortunately, and we're talking about this, incidents happen. When they do, it's important to thoroughly analyze them in order to mitigate future occurrences. So let's talk about the evolved and modern EHS practices. How is life cycle involved in this? And what's your message from a thought leadership level of our listeners who are very interested in what you have to say? Brienne? Yeah, so really good comments there. Um, I don't want to use the word archaic because sometimes it can sound insulting, but specific to manufacturing, as I said, tier one, tier twos, um, A lot of the things that are done at a modernization level uh, tend to be a little bit outdated, and I don't mean that in a bad way. 
These folks are building car parts. These folks are building cars themselves. Their focus is on the vehicle, right? So there are so many mechanics, no pun intended, involved in all the other aspects of the organization that sometimes things can be left behind. It's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. So um, the idea of managing EHSNS is not unusual for folks to be still using Excel spreadsheets, um, you know, photos taken on someone's phone where they throw it into a file, um, Word documents, uh, shared documents that are sort of being filtrated among the EHS teams. Um, that's what we hope to help with. Uh, the word modernization, again, is a little bit ambiguous too, but our solution enables organizations to streamline these processes in a way where the data is helping them work better. Um, you know, our lives are full of data. Um, our phones are full of data. They learn us. They understand us. Uh, they try to become us. Um, you can kind of view modern EHS the same way. Um, the more information on a better level that is put in, the more the organization learns. Again, I kind of go back to that root cause aspect is understanding why incidents happen. Um, how much money is it costing a company? Um, what can you do to prevent it? Um, where, where does it impact several tiers up within that organization? And then globally, how do you connect all facilities that are perhaps overseas? So transformation in general, no matter what an organization is doing, I don't care if it's accounting, HR, the actual assembly line, it, it's tough. So we try to help companies really understand what it can mean to take the path toward transformation in a way where we're actually helping them every step of the way. And then the final result is a tool that is going to be sustainable for years and years to come, providing that they take it seriously. Thank you. Great remarks, great comments. And, and we know, Brianne, that digitalization, I know it's a big, we used to call it digitization, then it, it morphed mm -hmm. into digitalization, has been an important way for companies to stay alive and to survive and thrive. I, I have a nice rhyme scheme there during yeah. the pandemic, <laughs> right? The ability of companies to say, we need to do something else, change our business model, change our way of dealing with customers, right. change our way of, of keeping our employees on the line or somehow doing what their jobs are to keep us going. So very, right. very interesting. Talk to me a little bit about dashboards. I, I saw in your notes, dashboards, visualization, that is something that has come to the forefront in recent years so that people can say, oh, there's the big picture. Right. I see it. How important is that for, for the people using these systems and the modernization? Brianne? I love dashboards. That might be the corniest thing I've ever said in my life, but I really do. And, and um, you know, the folks on our lifecycle team who work very, very hard know this about me. Um, anytime we're demoing the solution, I really feel like the dashboard component is what pulls all the pieces together. So as the hard work is really done in paying attention to what goes into the solution, what is outputted, what does it mean then? So the dashboards allow for the EHSNS team to perhaps run it up the flagpole to the CEO um, or maybe talk about the success. And we've had um, only one injury this quarter um, and, of course, areas of improvement. So I think the visualization of what the data is translating to is what makes it a little bit extra special. Um, we're not the first to come up with dashboards, that's for sure, but to be able to have it at your fingertips and manipulate it in a way where you're taking snapshots and pulling the pieces together to other areas of the organization is what we think is pretty unique. Um, you know, 
it's as much as taking a snapshot off of a screen, sending it in an email, and um, maybe the IT director is interested in knowing what's happening, or, or maybe they have some sort of contribution in some way. Maybe not the IT director, but the audience can be diversified in an under easy-to-understand method. And that goes back to people saying, I see what you mean, right, yes. Brianne? Right. I, I see right. it. And, and we've seen right. the proliferation and popularity of videos, haven't sure. we, in the past few years, versus yeah. just audio messages where people can mm-hmm. see something, hear something, and, and it resonates, and we absorb that data very, very quickly. Thank you for, for sharing that and expanding on that. I have and here I some... One, one yeah. more thing I just want to say. Yeah. I think you, because you just brought up a really good point. I think organizations sometimes are accustomed to be siloed out, right? I don't think it's intentional, but I think anytime you have something, whether it's a dashboard, um, you know, s- some sort of collaboration, you're able to bleed areas of an organization together, especially in manufacturing and especially with a global organization. So for me, the idea of things coming together, whether it's EHS or anything, is never a bad thing. You touched on a really good point, Bonnie, and I just wanted to expand on that. Thank you, and I'm glad you did. That's why we're having this conversation. (laughs) Brianne, I have here notes that say you're going to share a case study with us from a global lighting manufacturer who is located in 17 countries. I don't know if you have permission to name them, but we can just keep it at a high level. So they approached Lux Interactive. What was their need? What was their pain point, their problem? And and how did what you do and and this dashboard from Lifecycle, how did this help them? Brianne? Yeah, by and large, this is my favorite part of, of my role at Lifecycle. Um, it's not only a case study, but it's it's a road to success, really. So you're right. Um, we had a, a very large global manufacturer approach us, actually along with two other groups, um, who had scanned the market, looked for tools that would enhance what they were looking to do within EHS, Um there's nothing wrong with what's on the market, but I think in particular these global organizations didn't quite dial in to what they were looking for. And if they did, the cost was just so astronomically high that it was painful to even imagine. Um, so with that said, we started to kick the tires a little bit on what would it mean to build something from the ground up that actually acted and behaved in a way that supported modern EHS and S. Um, and that in and of itself is a journey. So as a custom software development firm, which Lux Interactive is, um, this sort of became a project that we were participating in every level, creativity, design, development, road mapping, et cetera. And the end product was an actual solution that was built by EHSNS leaders. And for me, as someone who sits in my seat, that's certainly the most important component of why the heck we decided to go out and try to help others. I think it's one thing to have a great technology, but how it became great, I I think, is the even more important part. So um, as this global organization needed something that was scalable, um, you know, needed needed various functions to manage incident investigations, track KPIs, um, dashboarding, as we mentioned earlier, it all sort of came together as a create your own adventure, as I call it. And the end result was, was pretty special. Um, at Lux, we don't necessarily sell the solutions we build. We, we build them for an organization. The organization utilizes it, and we're there for the longevity of their journey. 
For this, we knew that we had something really special. And so we decided to bring it to market and allow other organizations to take advantage of it because it was built straight from the horse's mouth, really. You said something that I think should be a mantra, Brian. You said, companies, create your own adventure. I don't think I've yep. ever heard it put that way. Isn't that the truth? For Do you remember any- those books? No, no. <laughs> what oh books? Oh, my God. The, the create your own adventure reading books were the best in, in the 80s. You, you would read part of the story, and at the end it would say, if you choose to go in the cave, go to page 16. If you choose to stay where you're at, go to page four. And so this book would have various journeys in it. Um, Choose Your Own Adventure, I think, was the the formal title. But um, I've often reflected on that in kind of what, you know, what I do at Lux Interactive and and obviously Lifecycle. <laughs> I think that's a great message for companies, Brianne. Yeah. Look, at it. In, in the past 18 months, companies were faced with do or die, move, change, shift, transform, digitize, be creative, change your business model. You made you made whiskey, now you're making hand sanitizer. Right, right. You made cars, right. now you're you're making something else. And create your own adventure. If if we had positioned that transformation in those terms, I think we would have seen people smile a little more rather well, than Wow. I'm very, very interesting. Go ahead. Talk to me. You're exactly right. You know, during the pandemic, um, as we were speaking with EHS directors, I mean, they didn't even have time to do anything other than help take their the temperatures on the line. I mean, literally, these people who are, are analyzing incident data because of a fluke accident or something that happened on a machine or, or whatever the variance is, were out in the field with a head scanner. Because their job is to promote company wellness, right? So if you think you're signing up for a particular role, you didn't know what was coming during the pandemic as you're standing in a line and and monitoring. So you're you're exactly right. I think we all tasted the rainbow a little bit differently, no matter what you did. (laughs) Yep. And and let's, I, I know we have a few more minutes left. Brienne, let's talk about you as an industry expert. Clearly, I, I'm so impressed with your knowledge, with your range of the way you approach the topic. It's it's not a complex topic, but it's a very specific topic with all kinds of branches. And, and I have really appreciated your explanations and the way you are sharing it with us and breaking it down. So I'm looking here at your notes, and, I, and then the question on our questionnaire was, as an industry expert, what advice do you have for the automotive supplier community? Community. And the first thing you wrote was, don't forget to evolve and modernize. That's another mantra, along with create your own adventure, your own right. mission. So how would you advise companies in the supplier community who are, are listening and watching OE, uh, OESA, Automotive Insiders? Brianne, evolve and modernize in, in what ways, other than the topic specifically we've been talking about today? Is this a big global statement you're making? Yeah, I think it's easy to stay in one place if something seemingly works. I I, I think that's true just as a human. You know, I I think anything transformational has a little bit of leeriness around it. And if you can partner with an organization, um, whether it's EHS or anything else, that can actually act as a guide and a consultant and a trusted advisor in moving to something that's going to be more sustainable long-term, create better results, interpret data. Uh, that's the direction we're all going in. And again, not even necessarily specific to EHS, but being able to step outside what you're doing that seemingly looks good and think about options and finding the right partner. 
I think is a must in today's world. I think it was prior to the pandemic as well, just because we live in a fast-paced business environment. But now more than ever, it's it's fight or flight, and hopefully there's a fight there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Brianne Ray, it's been a real pleasure. I've learned a lot from you, and we're so appreciative. I know you're a very busy lady, and we're very appreciative that you've taken the time to share your knowledge and insights with us. I want to do a shout-out to Drew Rhodes and David Johnson and April Buford at OESA, and thank you for introducing Brianne Ray to us, Drew, so we can share her her wonderful expertise with our audience. So, Brianne, any final words, anything you want to say goodbye, a shout-out to anybody? No, I think I'm just going to reflect on the Grand Prix for a minute. Um, You've conjured up some memories. Just kidding. Thank but, you um, very no, much. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today, and uh, hopefully, we did a little education. Don't go, don't go away. We're going to take some pictures afterwards. I want to do a shout out to Matt, our engineer from Voice America World Talk Radio on the Business Channel. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another very interesting episode of OESA Automotive Insiders. Brianne, wave goodbye. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to Automotive Insiders, presented by OESA. Listen at your convenience to industry thought leaders as they discuss the ever-evolving industry and how companies can thrive in the new mobility landscape. All episodes are on demand on the Voice America Business Channel and at OESA.org. Automotive Insider is presented by the Original Equipment Suppliers Association.